What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Fro Opinion, the podcast. It's me, the Smiling Afro, and today I have a very special guest of mine. He's a long-time friend. I mean, I say long-time friend, but truthfully, um, the years that we've actually been friend-friends, like, you know, uh, debatable. Okay, a few years maybe. <laughs> but I've known my friend here, Alexander Chung, for a very long time, since we were primary one, seven years old. Welcome, sir. Well, good to be here. How you been, man? I've been very good, and uh, it's been very good to reconnect with you. And uh, today's episode is um, on the topic of coping with ADHD. And uh, I don't Indeed. need to explain Indeed. to you guys, but I guess you you know you can assume that it has something to do with my friend here, Alexander Chung, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I've I've been I was diagnosed with uh, actually I was diagnosed with ADD. Then a- later they yeah. So that's a very interesting story by itself because ADD was the original definition. Then at some point the doctors decided, okay, all these kids are probably also hyper. Let's throw the H in there. Right. So it's attention deficit disorder. But then with the H in there, it's hyperactivity disorder. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like an upgrade? No? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> upgrade, downgrade. Depends how you look at it, really. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so before we go into like how you cope with ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give a bit of backstory on my relationship with you. Yes, yes. So we've known each other since primary one, St. Michael's School. Okay, glory days. Okay, since Glory days. Doesn't exist anymore, old. but yeah. We, we were same class, primary one, primary two, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's how we kind of know of, we kind of know of each other. I mean, you know, you are... You're not a typical looking Asian guy. You're Eurasian like me. I'm I have a no I don't have a typical Asian name, Benjamin Byrne. So we kinda knew each other. And the thing is, uh you he's always my friend here, okay, he's always been very interesting in primary school. Okay, okay I mean what's what's a nice way to put it? Okay, you were different from eccentric. us. Uh, yes, eccentric, you know. Yes, yes. Like you know, we 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 young boys would be talking about like games and cartoons and stuff, but he'll be trying to you know, talking to us about trying to take over the world and this kind of thing, you know. I was recruiting, <laughs> it was a recruitment drive. You had the opportunity to join yeah. there, sign the paper, you know. Yeah, so soon enough everyone in our batch knew that hey, this Alexander Chung, the interesting one, right? And so primary three, we we did not we were not in the same class anymore. No, we and yeah, and no. primary four, okay, funny, funnily enough, you he was sit, Alex was sitting right behind me. Yeah. Okay, and let me give you a, a summary of basically most of my year. All right, I'll we having a normal class classroom time, and suddenly I will hear this voice behind me, Benjamin, and I'll be like, ah, and I turn back, and this guy <laughs> will be like. I will take over the world one day. You will be my servants. Everybody will be the peasants. You know, and he'll be going to this monologue. And here's the thing. When I was young, I was already watching a lot of like, you know, medieval games and like I was playing a lot of games and all those like uh, fantasy movies. So I kind of saw your drift. I got your drift. I thought it was amusing. I thought it was entertaining. But part of me is gonna, I was also like, damn, you know, when we grow up, this guy is going to try to take over the world. <laughs> He's gonna be a Lex Luthor of my time, and uh, gosh, I I will have imagine. I will be honest right now. I had imaginations that I will be the one to stop you because I I remember saying this shit to you, bro. Mm. I said to you, I'll be there to stop you. Good triumph over evil. And I'm like shit, man. That was me ten years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying definitely. to defend very, the human very, race. Defend the human race. Yeah. So that was yeah most of my experience with you, and uh, there's nothing much. There was no real connection in terms of other than that. Then like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. how are you, bro? There was not much of that. It was there like, was no bro. In, yeah, there was no bro. <laughs> there was no bro. There was more of like, uh, are you gonna be a peasant or are you gonna be on my side? You know, are you gonna be the person I destroy or am I gonna be in your army, your dark dark army where you are the dark lord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, that was like Star Wars and everything, right? Yeah. So everything came to place. Yeah. 
And so yeah, primary five, primary six, we we did not we're not in the same class anymore. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna just keep it that way. I I barely spoke to you, mm-hmm. but then here comes primary five. You know. Oh yes. Yeah, I don't want to name names that we recognize, but basically, I remember it was a so you know primary school days. Um, after exams, like in November or just before school ends, right? We will get these uh these two weeks where we get to play board games and bring card games and just play with our friends. Basically the best time of the year. No studying involved, just playing games, right? And this is my version of what I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember in the class playing some card games and suddenly one of my friends came running in and he was crying and there was clearly that his his shoulder area here and chest was very red, like he's been hit by something. Mm. And you know, because you know, our, our, our school is designed in such a way where it's like a semicircle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the flat side of the semicircle, there's like two classes, G and H, and your class and my class were on like the curved side, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is that we could see G and H yeah. from our side. And mm-hmm. I remember hearing all uh, the both classes cheering and screaming and they're running to the window and like, ah! And we're like, wait, what's going on? And they're like, clearly something was going on. You know, they're cheering something. on the other side. Yeah. And then we heard screaming and shouting. And we all ran now. And we just saw you throwing things at people. Um, basically tables and chairs. And you were screaming and shouting. And you were rampaging, by the way. And I saw for a few seconds this glimpse of like, oh, it has begun. <laughs> <laughs> His reign has begun. He's, this, this is how it all begins. Right, right. And... Um, so yeah, I remember the, I remember like uh, he, he, yeah, all of us running in the class, slamming our doors closed, and I just hear the com- hearing commotion, and the friend who got hit was telling me that out of nowhere, uh, basically the story is no one was playing with you, and you suddenly just burst, like you know we're all playing games, and no nobody really wanted to play with you, and you just r- rampage in your class, throwing chairs, people were running for their lives, and then some my friend walked in the class at the wrong moment and you tr- the dustpan was here and then we were all like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And all the last thing I remember seeing you of point five was uh, the, our, one of the Chinese teachers, I forgot his name, but it was a relatively big Chinese teacher holding you while you were hitting him and his shirt was torn and we were all like, it's all in slow motion because you're walking past our class. We just, damn. And that was it, you know, and then we never saw you again until PSLE where you're brought in just for the lessons. Yeah. And then after primary six, I, I never saw you again, but we know, of course, you will never be forgotten in the minds of our batch in St. Michael's, right? Yeah. That's terrifying to and, think of. And, and, but then, okay, guys, 20 years later, no, no, okay, no, no. So 12 years old PSLE. I would say maybe about 13, about, 12, 13 years later, about, about there, right? 12. I bumped you. I can't remember where I bumped you. Was it some church event? Some Was it some wedding event. or yeah, some yeah. event? Or was it some, uh, like, uh, you know, the combined Catholic youth event or something? It was something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I saw you and I was like, nobody can forget that face. You know, you have a very prominent face okay. and the curly hair. And I was like, gosh, Alexander Chung. And in my head, trust me, I was thinking you're going to turn to me and say some, like, interesting thing. But you said, uh, vaguely, I, I remember, hey, Ben, how are you? And I was like, you have never asked me that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Like in it's, class, for yeah. like three whole years of our yeah. lives, I never asked him that question. Yeah, you, you've just been, you've always just looked at me. In the morning, I remember like, good morning, you just, with your bag, and you just walk to your, to your spot. 
And so I was like, hey, how are you? And we had, for the first time in my life, that day I still remember, for that brief moment, we had a very normal conversation. Like, mm-hmm. how are you? How are you doing? Where are you now? And when you walked away, bro, okay, I, I don't think I told you this, but I was, what the hell just happened? You know, like, what just happened? Like, this, this guy, you know, and I was like, whoa. All right, and then from then on, I kept seeing you around. You know, we we mm. we we add each other on Facebook before we reconnected. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I remember like, all right, I'm just gonna add him anyways. I don't know what's the situation, and yeah, and from then I remember always speaking to our fellow semi guys like, hey, do you know Alex? You've seen him? Yeah, we've seen him. He's like, he's he's okay. He's he's fine. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's normal. Yeah, for yeah, once. and and uh-huh. then yeah, and then funny enough, um, recently last year we bumped into each other again. Well, I mean, I, I've seen you, you know, getting married, an American wife and everything. I was like, ah, oh, this guy has uh, done well for himself. And then I bumped you last year and we said, hey, we got to properly catch up. And then, yeah, I finally took the opportunity to say, hey, bro, what the fuck happened, man? <laughs> like, I just, please, I just, uh, forgive, me for being, forgive me for being frank, but you're fine now. Like, what the fuck happened, man? You're fine now, you know? And I guess uh, here we are, you know, I thank mm-hmm. you for coming down to basically My share pleasure. the My story pleasure. of how somebody, you know, who had like, I guess you could say hyperactivity, hyper sense of ADHD in a young age, cope with it. You know, he corrected mm-hmm. me and uh, rightly so, you know, because he did not recover. It's about coping. There is no recovery. Yeah, it's about coping. Actually, it's not entirely true. For two thirds of yes. those who have, uh, who are diagnosed with the condition, there yes. is no recovery. Some people will outgrow it. It is largely neurological and hormonal in uh, in nature. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it um, it develops over time, and you sort of learn how to deal with it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So maybe share a story if you don't mind. Like, so after primary five, what happened? Like that year of primary six, like. Oh well, um, I suppose I should probably start. I can start a little earlier because that that makes more sense okay, because okay, yeah. the, the primary five incident actually was sort of like a culmination it wasn't like the beginning it was quite funny um, the whole thing really started for me in, in primary one um, where I in, in, in primary one I found a lot of difficulty fitting in um, I was dealing with just growing up I suppose really and um Back then, schools were a lot more rough around the edges. We don't have what we have today. Teachers were not as understanding of anything. They're just, you know, you're a good student, you're a bad student. You're a bad student, we kick you out of the class. Mm. And um, in primary one, I had this whole incident with a teacher who kicked me out of class, uh, cursed my father to death, and told the other kids not to say anything about it. And so I chased her around the class with a broom, and then she continued to... Why do I remember this? <laughs> because you were there. Uh, yeah, it was clear. It was hilarious for a seven-year-old, to be fair, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it was hilarious, <laughs> but it was also, it was also a, a sort of a, an odd turning point for me. Um, and it sort of got to a really bad stage in primary three, where um, I can't remember. You see, the, the problem with my memory here is that everything I'm telling you, there are parts of my memory that are sort of either, you call it repressed or blacked out. And fair enough, because it was, not, uh, yeah. it was tough times, right? It was, it, tough it times. was a yeah. tough time. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Premier 3, there was a whole incident where um, I accidentally, I don't know if it was an accident, maybe it was intentional, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe it was intentional. I, got, I caused this other kid to bleed. And the maths teacher there was he was very determined to point this out he was like you know only devils make people bleed 
you know, you, you, are, you are drawing blood, you are the devil's child. And I guess every, every knife is the devil then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Mm. But, you know, what, what a thing to say to a nine-year-old. Right. Yeah, really. yeah. We were young. Man. We yeah. were young. And yeah. um, the worst part, of course, is because this teacher was also from the same parish as me, the, the nickname sort of stuck. And people started, you know, making fun of me in church. And eventually, um, you know, I had... Part of what ADHD does is it also... Uh, it dampens your emotional control. Right. So if you think about it, your brain and your hormones control a lot of aspects in you, especially when you're growing up, including your your emotions. So I would have very, very deep emotional swings. And um, so... I became very, very angry, very easily enraged, and also at the same time very, very sad. So I became very depressed, so to speak. Right. I mean, okay. I don't know. This I is don't in know primary school, you, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is in primary school, primary three, mm-hmm. and and right before I met you, actually, that was yeah. in primary four. Yeah. Which not really when I met you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Details. Um, <laughs> and so I became suicidal, actually. Oh gosh, uh, I never knew. Sorry, around yeah. that no it's okay mm-hmm. it's not something I mean who talks about this when you're you know, primary school, right? in yeah, primary yeah. school you don't mm. you don't go around to your friends and say oh I want to kill myself yeah yeah I mean maybe they do now I don't know about kids today yeah yeah we didn't have social media those days to no post you, things, you right? don't yeah. you don't post things because that doesn't exist yeah so um, I, I did try on one or two occasions to to uh, kill myself and my mom was distraught she was very concerned and uh, eventually with some help she managed to get me an appointment with IMH and uh, so they brought me in got me diagnosed um, the doctors didn't know what to do at the time because this was still pretty new to them and you're very young so hard yeah, to, yeah. so well, what do you do um, and the doctors basically did what what they always do and they they over prescribed they just started like saying oh yeah here take this take this medication this medication we don't know how to fix the problem. We'll just, you know, keep talking to your kid, send him to all the shrink visits and just pour medicine, mm. pour medicine into him. I hated that stuff. I imagine, it, yeah. You know, it just dulls your senses and makes you just feel like you're half, half. And it reminds me, you watch so yeah. many movies about these things, right? Yeah. You do. Yeah, and yeah. and yet it never really occurs to you like how that really affects, and, and when you're that young. And the worst part about it, you know, this medication, I've actually read read up about it so many years later. It has so many awful side effects and it's been uh, like outlawed in certain countries because of like, you know, there's some people who, oh, they start bleeding out of their eyes. Oh my lord. You know, they stunt growth or it, it completely causes you to have like weird, weird other side effects. It's really bad stuff. But back then they were just like, here, have it. It's as good as candy, free. It's mm-hmm. not free. It's okay <laughs> Expensive. That's the part they don't tell you about mental health. It's very, yep, expensive. very expensive. You can't yep. throw money at the problem, but you do need money. <sighs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that was really um, bleeding into my parents' finances, my family. It was really tough on all of us. And um, I got uh, kicked out of my church by the Sunday school teachers. And How that, old was this? I was that. I was eight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, that was very young. Just yeah. before I yeah, got yeah. my diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I mean, you grow up with your parents telling you about, oh, Jesus loves you, God is, God is forgiving. Yeah, and, all yeah. kind of and then when people don't really show it, and as a kid, children don't, don't ever blame authority figures. That's something I learned about child psychology. Children always blame themselves. So you, you end up internalizing all this. And so I began to see myself as 
destined to be bad, as if there were no other choice, ah, no other way. Ah, that explains. And hence, okay, so if I'm meant to be a bad person, if I'm only meant for bad things, then how do I do that to the best of my ability? You know, how do I become evil, as it were? And and that's basically sort of, accept it. Yeah. Right. You sort of accept this internalized wow, narrative. That's why I've watched a lot of movies about criminal, you know, like bad guys and villains. Yeah. That's why you know they accept it. And then, you, you, oh, you accept it because you feel like you can't this, be anything yeah. else. This psychology is very interesting. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. And yeah. it's it's right. also terrifying in your own life because, you know, while while um, we were having those conversations yeah. and I would say weird weird things to you, there was also like there's. There's parts of me in my brain that are talking to me. Now, I wouldn't call this like, oh, it's bipolar. You know, people very quickly diagnose things now and say, oh, it's this, it's that. Mm. We don't know. And yeah. Because I was never diagnosed, I will never know. And I'm fine with that. I'm at a point where it doesn't matter anymore. But there were points in time where I found myself telling myself, oh, you know, person X, Y, Z has done something wrong. Oh, we must right this wrong. They need to suffer, you know. Or, or there was this whole complex that, oh, you know, Humanity, God has turned everybody has turned their back on me. I must, I must spite them. You know, this this is my revenge. My story must be a vengeance. Yeah. So it, it became very twisted and and messed up. And you know, it's, yeah, it became your story. It became your story yeah, to create, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and so you know, I, I started trying to learn how to make poison gas. I started learning how to. Wait, I, oh, I do remember you talking to me about anthrax once. Yeah. Anthrax, Gosh, because of Red Alert, you know, to be fair. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, too, yeah. yeah, we had a lot of that. Um, you know, there's plenty of things to get yeah. the kids creative juice Yeah, flowing. right, all the games, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I tried to like mix up a bunch of medicines and create a poison to, to cause one of the classmates to OD, but it didn't work because I didn't have enough of the medicine. So And my mum found out halfway, and she was oh. like, no, you're not going to poison Thank goodness she saved, uh, <laughs> she saved you and somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, was like, I hope it, I wasn't a classmate. No, yeah. no, no, I don't think you were. Um, I think I was in, enough in your good books, you know. I wasn't a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't a problem. Yeah, I wasn't a problem. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah. <laughs> that means I'm not useful. You know, someone useful if anything happened, right? No, no, no. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, All right. See, I'm so sorry to hear that. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you pulled through. And so, primary five to primary six, after the incident, right? Let's, let's call it the incident, right? Well, the incident, yeah. honestly, everything you're telling me, yeah. I don't remember. Right, right, right. Like so, it was a major whole, incident. It was, was a major yeah. incident. Uh, last thing I remember was hyperventilating before. And then I sort right, of blacked right, right, out. Right, yeah. Apparently, went, my body did not. You went full uh, help, man, basically, yeah. Apparently, yeah. and so when I woke up, I was in a lift. I've got, like, three teachers holding on to me, and they're, you know, saying I did all these things, and I have no clue, and... But did you step out of it, like, at that moment? Yeah, I think. Okay, okay. I, I like, when, when they're all holding you, and they're telling you you did this, and you're like, were you like, let me go, or would you, would you, were you like, wait, wait, what? I, I was confused. Okay, I, okay. It's sort of like, you know, sleepwalking. Yeah, You wake right. up in a completely different place. Right, right. A ton of things have happened, and you don't know where you are. And, and they didn't believe, I mean, the, the school had, so this was one of the big issues is that the, the teachers at the time didn't believe that mental health issues were a thing, that kids had these kind of problems. Right. It was more like whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just whatever. It was outright, like some of them treated it like, oh, you know, you're just lying. Oh, I, you're, I've like, actually been you're told just young that, and overreacting. Yeah. Okay, got yeah, it. No, yeah. I've been told that by yeah. a teacher before. I think when I was in primary three or four, there was a teacher who actually said to me, like, oh, I know you're just like, lying and acting okay. all of this out and wow. okay and so i think the only people who took 
the the so-called um, cries for help cues were really just my parents. They were right. the only ones really looking out for me. And so yeah, that that right. was that. Was, so after right. the incident, yeah. I was. So originally, they wanted to expel me. Ah, the gosh. teachers and the principal the decided, way, yeah? you know mm. what, just get rid of him, just be done with it. Uh, my parents were teachers also, so oh, they knew yes. the school system. And they came down hard on the principal and they were like, you can't expel him because you didn't follow the protocols. You screwed it over. You didn't follow any of the rules that MOE has set, any of the guidelines. So you can't expel him. Otherwise, you're in breach of your own... Um, yeah, and I see it was not intentional. You know, you you you, are, you, you had a condition. Yeah. There's no... If, if you had no intention fully in your head, like, I'm going to destroy everybody because I want to full stop. You know, yeah. Right? I believe that. I believe heart, that. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, okay. So you didn't get expelled, but you were homeschooled, right? For the I, was, I was suspended yeah. and okay. so forced to be homeschooled, basically. Right. You're right. But allowed to come back to take your PSLE. Yeah, right. that was the okay. only thing I was allowed to come back uh, and do. And then here's the my empty window from 12 years old until basically when I met you, maybe when you were like 24, I don't know, 24, yeah, 25 yeah. maybe. So what happened there that, you know, that you, how, like, how did you cope? Like, I actually did continue the spiral much longer than that. It it took a long time. Um, I was still consistently going in for, being forced to go in by my parents to IMH for evaluation, psych evaluation. Okay. Oh, how's yeah. he doing now? Oh, how's everything? Can we increase the dosage? More medication, more this, more that. Um, and it wasn't getting much better. I sort of mellowed out a bit in secondary school because I decided the best way to go about it was not to try and destroy the world, but to destroy individuals instead. <laughs> so for those of you who are on the receiving end of that, I'm very sorry. It was a big mistake on my part. If it's the, you to start small. Eh? I downsized. <laughs> you downsized, downsized your, a lot. Your, um, your schemes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and right. because I, I was so um, angry with people from church and everything, I became very radically atheist. Uh, and later on, I, I did like look into the occult and dabble in some areas of, you know, trying, basically trying to achieve power through other means. Yeah. Also because I realized that you know, I don't think I don't think I'm going to make it to the, the PAP or Workers Party anytime soon. <laughs> I became aware of politics. Nice, you know, nice, it's nice. Like, oh, that's not that's not going to fly. Oh, a record like that gosh. in school. Yep. No, no political party wants that. Okay. Can you imagine how fast they dig up stuff? Like, yeah, oh, oh. It'd be all so over the Z, right? It's like, Woof. no way is he going to go near anything. Yeah, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, he would have probably flown under the radar altogether if it was the time before the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably think, the only thing yeah. that like, stopped me from like ending up in His downfall kind of... was the internet. So yeah. maybe thankfully, I guess. You know, if not, he might have gone further, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, and and um, at the same time, I I did make a few friends here and there, but wasn't like you know, I think it was more friendships of convenience because we were all in the same school and we sort of like right, got right. along. But I still had that like bad temper, would lash out occasionally, and all the way until like um, army, I was I was going through like even through my entire NS period. I was, you know, I would get off days to go to IMH. Yeah, when I mean, people find that out, it's a different story, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite funny because um, I was working with some of the 
clerks and some of them were like oh we've had a look at your file i was like oh great I, that's all i needed yeah. <laughs> so how many attempts have you had taking over the world <laughs> uh no no yeah. no uh, it, it was quite funny because my uh, i think it was my ceo or somebody just wrote oh you know loose cannon do not trust with any weapons or ordinances oh. or axes or anything and blah 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 and fair enough because you know if we have if they put you in the combat unit I, I mean, I yeah, yeah, we won't know, yeah, yeah. At the time, we won't know, we won't know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's probably the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think over time, I sort of coped with it by just. That was the interesting thing. I gained a lot of control over my external emotions. So I came to a point where I was able to take it in, and let it out without any major fallout. It was, I think I also went underwent like some amount of hypnosis and various things. Oh, you did? That's in the hypno... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Hypnotic went to see a treatment, right? hypnotherapist. Okay, hypnotherapy, and, yeah. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, trying to unlock your deep memories. I'm like, this is bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like once again, we've seen it somewhere in a movie, right? It, it, well, you know, my parents were desperate. And to, yeah. to the credit of the therapist, like I managed to, I managed to like recall a lot of very traumatic memories and, and let go of some things, which did help, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a... Wasn't it wasn't until I think I was about seventeen, just before army, then I I went through this like really really uh, bad heartbreak, and it was just like wait heartbreak as in like so so I actually love. managed yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I actually managed to convince a guy guys this to, is really a movie guys it really you is know, a movie. you know this the thing the, the the secret to unlocking you know um, uh, the human you know is the human like emotion is. Heartbreak, oh gosh. It is, it is. It, I don't even know what the story is yet, but I'm just, you know, this is so beautiful. <laughs> well, there was there was this girl yeah. that I really liked. Okay. And, spent a lot, and she spent a lot of time with me too. So yeah. I pretty much thought we were we were all set. And right. then we weren't. Okay. She just suddenly dropped me one day, like a sack of hot potatoes, and Oof. told me, no, we're, we're just... Friends, I don't oh, know anything the first about friends only. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was, and you know, I'd spent a lot of time and effort uh, trying to really, like, you know, be better, be nice about it. And it's like, I see, I see. Well, this is fucked up. Uh, so that was safe to say that, okay, because of her, there are a lot of things that you're like, you know, what, I'm gonna try to be a bit better than your current state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, I mean, yeah. no, no, no woman wants to date a, a, you know. Right. Okay. megalomaniac yeah. psychopath yeah. unless she's equal to that right <laughs> in which case you're already in trouble that's that's right. that's yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's the full on uh, <laughs> nothing beats a super villain than a super villain couple you know so <laughs> scary shit uh yeah and so I my parents convinced me um you know they convinced me to go for this retreat uh catholic youth retreat and all that and yep. and I found Jesus beautiful or he found me. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting it. And, and uh, you know. Cue the free song. You found me. You found me. <laughs> and I think that was a really big uh, turning point. I think that was the turning point really for me as, as a person. Because then I found that. How old was it? This about? Yeah. About 17. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, 17, that's 18. Still relatively young, yeah? Yeah. So, so that's, that really sort of changed my entire perspective on things. I, I believe I I reconciled with God, I suppose. So that if that's how you wanna you wanna look at it, mm -hmm. and so there wasn't any reason to hold on to that 
identity of needing to destroy others, to hurt others, and to be evil or to be malignant or malicious to others. Right. It, it was just there was no point anymore, and and once I realized that, I uh, everything sort of reordered. I think the one thing you got to give Christianity credit for is is it's the fact that it brings order and purpose to to. Fair enough. To I life. agree. You know, As it, a it, born and raised Catholic, I agree. Yeah. No, I mean society yeah. as a whole, um, Western civilization, and by extension, because you know East was colonized by West, whatever. Yeah. You know they have problems with that, but the the fundamentals of the society were built off of uh, Christian Judo Christian Judo Christian ideals, yeah. Judeo Christian yeah. ideals. Yeah. So there is some level of order and and purpose and sort of like function that that it provides, and I think that. Following that helped me. It also challenged me a lot because, you know, Jesus says love your enemies. He doesn't say kill them, which Fair pissed me off a bit at the start. <laughs> but, you know, got to do what you got to do. Uh, well, that's, uh, for lack of a better word, fucking beautiful, bro. I mean, you know, thank you so much for agreeing to share this story. I mean, now I'm just so amazed hearing it for the first time, to be honest, like, uh, you know, the journey you had, you know, and it's just giving me so much inspiration about the fact that your journey was healed or like ultimately, you know, kind of like helped, you know, in the healing journey was, you know, first heartbreak, which, you know, really like the human, really see love, you know, really does affect us all in some weird way. Mm. And, and so that led, and also faith, you know, faith and spirituality was involved. And I mean, I, I grew up Catholic and I believe that in some retreats, we do find ourselves in the least uh, unexpected way. Yeah, yeah. And all you need sometimes just silence and prayer, right? So, and then that helped you in another way and the rest is history. It's been like, maybe I would say to say about 13, 12 to 13 years since you're... Thereabouts. You've like, you've, you know, maybe, I won't say step out of it, but you've just basically put it behind you, you know? Yeah, well, that's another interesting thing. Yeah. Putting it behind you is one thing. I mean, it's not as if the issues went away. Yeah, it's there. And, and right? I think if given the right uh, kind of trigger it probably could resurface yeah you know but right the attention deficit section is really just it's very hard for a person with adhd to focus on specific things frequently their minds seem to be all over the place and they can't focus like in school especially that's why it's considered a learning disability you can't focus on studies you can't focus on work uh, for both kids and adults but there's also a converse side to this where there's hyper focus so they become hyper focused on specific things that they are interested in, which is why it can be very difficult um, when it comes to studying and all that, but you're, you're really focused on some particular thing that you really like, like, I don't know, birds or something, I don't know. Like, have you ever met someone like that who's, who's just really like, oh, I'm super focused about this one thing and everything else I, I just cannot. Yeah, yeah, some friends, uh, some, some of them in the autistic spectrum and all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, there is an overlap there, so that's the, that's the attention deficit. Um, the hyperactivity bit, is the part where, you know, most of the time they're very fidgety. We like to fidget a lot, touch things, need to play with the pen, the pencil, the eraser, you know, you don't know what to do with yourself. You can't sit still for very long. You're wandering, looking around all the time, that kind of thing, right? Um, that actually comes with the brain moving faster than the body. So your brain is thinking about like 10 different things and you're like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to da 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 So that's the part where the doctors say, oh, you're hyperactive because really your brain is racing ahead, ahead of your body. And that's one of the other common uh, instances within ADHD. And the last one that's um, not as well known and is, is very uh, troubling for a lot of people is executive dysfunction. 
Executive dysfunction, uh, not erectile dysfunction, executive dysfunction. <laughs> it basically means that your brain chemistry is preventing your body from actually completing a task. So you want to do something, you're telling yourself, I need to do this thing. I need to finish this assignment. I need to finish this piece of work. Or I need to just, I need to go and pour water into my cup. But then because your, your, I can't remember which hormones are involved, but basically what happens is you just don't do it. You can spend like four or five hours and the thing's still not done. And frequently this is, this is typecast as, oh, it's procrastination. But it's actually also part of the chemical imbalance. So, you know, if, if anybody sees this kind of thing or you feel that that's a very common thing in your life, maybe you have some amount of ADHD because it comes, it comes in, in various, uh, it comes in intensity, it comes in certain intensities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to point out was myths, common myths about ADHD, which a lot of people grow up with. One is that, oh, it's, it's, um, genetic. That is actually unknown. No one's been able to prove it. Um, but this actually leads to a lot of, uh, really difficult, conversations especially when you get into uh, dating life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's some people who think oh you know i could never be with a person who's got this and might pass it on to my kids and all oh very right, very right, right. Yeah. yeah it it can be quite discouraging when when someone actually says that to your face or behind your back or anywhere really. yeah yeah um one last thing about that that i'd like to mention is that the myth says it's more common in men than women or boys than girls uh, the truth is that girls are just better Women are just better at overall um, blending in and coping with society's norms, and therefore they hide it better, if you will. So men are more disruptive, boys are more disruptive. And that's why, you know, most of the time, majority of the ADHD diagnosed groups are all boys or men. Yeah. Right. But the fact is, what I've done over the years is sort of like, I think one good analogy is, uh, funnily enough, you brought it up the other day, or if anyone's ever played like, uh, what is it? Call of Duty Black Ops or something. Yeah, yeah. There's this oh, whole bit. The sleeper agent. The sleeper agent. Yeah, the Winter Soldier kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Winter Soldier. The thing is, when you, you mentally put more blocks between you and your trigger points, it's harder for whatever's supposed to set you off to reach right. you. Right. You know, and, and yeah. eventually the, the nightmares, the dreams, the, the things. Because that plagued me for many years. Like, really, really bad. Uh, nightmares and, and things which just constantly haunt me for years so I, I really could when when you mentioned it the other day like I was like oh, that that is familiar actually and um, yeah so it took it still took all those years really to come to this point so I wouldn't say that's why I always say like awareness about mental health is yeah you know even if someone has put the situation behind them doesn't mean that their story has finished. It doesn't mean that yep. the battle is over. Yep. You're always yep. fighting it. So endless battle to the end, right? Pretty yeah. much. But thank you for you know. I'm glad you shared with me, and I'm glad to have to understand more about you know coping with ADHD and also more mental awareness on my part. And I hope you know anyone listening has also a bit of an understanding of like you know from uh, and also being like uh, I mean understanding from your story. Hmm? And yeah, and honestly, I've learned a bit more and about you know, mental health, you know, and I'm just very glad that we were reconnected and I'm able to sit down here on this table. Um, well, let's say about almost like uh, 20 years since we had a proper conversation like in school 
you know, um, and actually having a chat because like I said, I'll never imagine 20 years ago actually being able to sit down and have a, a, like a chat like this, you know, uh, a civilized chat, I would say. <laughs> quite so, quite so. But now we've we reconnected, we're both in, in the creative industry and we're working together now. I think that's great and that's, um, in, in, in itself, our relationship is a great life story itself, you mm-hmm. know. I think it's beautiful. So thank you once again, Alexander. Thank you, Ben, yeah, for having me. I'm here and sharing and uh, cheers to more fun stuff we create together in the future. Yeah. And yes, guys, thank you for listening in to For Opinion, the podcast with my good friend here, Alexander Chung. And I hope uh, you've got some insights about the topic we've spoken about today. And uh, we'll catch you next time, or I'll catch you next time for another episode of For Opinion, the podcast. Or when I take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) The Smiling Afro, out!